0: episode number fuck fuck goddamn it it's episode f- 55 it's, uh,
1: it's, it's over it's episode number fuck fuck goddamn it it's episode number
0: uh is it 55 it's 55 fk episode number 55 uh welcome i, I am off to a great start i am your usual unprepared host mr jared uh i have with me lucio lorenzino always ready mm-hmm. michael Mahan Mahani. Mm-hmm. Man, who's, I've got to talk to you about that after who, the podcast. Who's back again? <laughs> who, who I've known for like a decade and still can't spell his name properly.
2: You've known him more than a decade. Yeah, it's I, closer to like two
3: decades at this uh, point. Yeah, that's weird.
0: <laughs> Mr. J. Joseph. Mm-hmm. Whose name I can't spell. And of course, Mr. Doug Wilson.
1: Yeah. Huh. Hey. Yeah. yeah huh. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. so Jared, did you like the gift you got? I did. What a pleasant surprise. Right. Um
0: it unfortunately, so uh let's why don't we why don't we kick off this podcast in a kind of unorthodox way? Uh, sure. Let's just kick things off with Jared Kuhn's Friendship Investigation Corner. <laughs>
1: that I'm, sounds good to me. I'm, wow. your host,
0: the... I'm your host, Jared Kuhn, and I'm joined today... Are we really going to do the intros over, even though you just did the intros? I'm joined today yeah. by... <laughs> Part of the
4: Investigation
0: Corner. I'm joined today by Sensei Lucio. Hello. By Jay Senpai. Hi. By Michael uh, uh,
1: Nagasaki.
0: It is shit. And, and by Doug Fukushima. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, I like how
1: I like how I like how Mike has like the pronunciation and everything. I what can you, never do that. Your, I can barely roll my R's, and I'm supposed to be able to speak Spanish.
0: So here's why we're here's why
1: we're
0: here's why we're leading with friendship investigation corner. So Jay was uh, kind enough to send me in the mail. Uh, a, a Vita game in the form of Assassin's Creed Liberation which I admittedly never would have gotten around to play otherwise
1: yeah, so, I had two copies lying around so
0: so I had to start up my Vita to put that in and install it and I don't know if everybody remembers but last week when we were discussing my status in persona I mentioned that I got to a part in the boss where I was pretty sure I was going to lose and locked the Vita and never picked it up again Right. So I had to, of course, unlock it to begin the Assassin's Creed installation process. So I did, and sure enough, I was on the turn that an AOE attack killed my entire party, <laughs> and uh, I was out of items to escape the dungeon. And I just closed the game, <laughs> and uh, so lost. I don't remember how much progress that was, but lost a little bit of progress. All all for sweet, sweet Assassin's Creed. So. Okay. So maybe for the next week, I think we might miss out a little bit on Friendship Investigation Corner and we'll introduce new Assassin's Creed Woman
1: Stab Corner. <laughs> you can still call it the Friendship Investigation Corner, only you could talk about Assassin's Wait. Creed instead and completely confuse everyone. Yeah. Wait, we're
3: stabbing ladies now?
1: No, the ladies stabbing The ladies people. are stabbing. Yeah. The ladies oh. are stabbing. Well, here's Man. the thing. You, you played the daughter of... Um, uh... I believe I don't even think he's a he's a slave owner. His mother, her mother, used to be a slave, but she was freed. So she's half black, half white, running around Louisiana and uh, killing people who own slaves and freeing the slaves, and but also enslaving people and working for uh, smugglers. So it's exactly the same thing as Persona Four. This this takes place in 1979, by the way. Yep, exactly <laughs> the same thing as Persona Four, as just, I said.
0: Just like Persona Four. All right, perfect. Yep. so there you go anyway that's that's our friendship investigation corner well before
1: you wrap it up then did you get to play any assassin's Creed liberation since we are going to share the same slot i
0: installed the uh the game and i launched the game and i made it through the abstergo like intro and i got i got to the very first frame where like a little girl is with her mom which by the way looks weirdly weirdly familiar to the opening to uh unity (laughs) um they love that opening. And then I I, uh, I went ahead and locked the locked the PS Vita and left it there. So okay. Okay, I, well. I did this like this morning and I was already late for work and I was like, I probably shouldn't play this.
1: You're pretty good at using that Vita. I'm <laughs>
0: kind of a Vita expert. So I'm. I've, it I've so was like, going to be
4: there until Jared gets another game that he needs to put in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll play this one. I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I want to see how the experience translates to Vita.
1: And, I, uh, I actually went back to it after um, doing three and black flag. And I think I might actually like it better. And since they had to like simplify everything, it's just a lot easier to play and a lot more fun to play.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, you know? I, I think it could work. So yeah. I'm interested to try it out and see what happens. So anyway, that's, that's what's going on with, uh, with that stuff. Um, where to from here? Should we talk about the
1: crew just oh so briefly? Yeah, let's talk about The
0: Crew, because so, this is, is going to be the Ubi podcast. So this is a, this is a little uh, U- Ubi treat for you. Um, it was announced today that The Crew, which launches uh, next week, two things that were kind of odd. Um, one, an open beta began today, which is kind of odd for a game whose disks have been pressed, right? Doesn't that seem a little strange? A little, yeah. yeah. hmm but anyway, so you can go play the game, and it's open beta today. But be advised that even though the game comes out in five days, uh, what you play will not be representative of the final product. Uh huh. Now the second <laughs> the second weird piece here is, I guess they they if the game is in beta, they couldn't possibly send it to reviewers. So, uh, of course, reviewers are not receiving copies of the game. They will oh, when be.
1: Does, when, do, when does this release again?
0: Uh, next Tuesday.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Right. Uh, so reviewers will actually be receiving the game next Tuesday. Uh, and Ubisoft says that they've done this because the crew has a very large online component to it. And uh, they, they want to make sure that reviewers are able to factor that in when they uh, do their review. Which I think is a pretty ballsy move when you consider that almost no game this year has launched with an online component that actually worked. So, So, I
1: I think aside from that, I want to discuss the fact that, um, well, not so much discuss it, but I'm going to repeat myself a little bit here. So, Ubisoft releases Assassin's Creed Unity, right? Right. And their excuse for Unity not working properly is AMD. You know, the AMD graphics cards don't work properly with the game. That's their excuse. They blame Mm -hmm. AMD. Sure, on the PC, yeah. Uh, Yeah, and then you have uh, Far Cry 4, right? And they didn't really blame anyone. But for Far Cry 4, they said that Grand Theft Auto and Halo, both S series, they absolutely never change formulas ever. These are their words. You know, they say they pretty much never change. You know, that just let's forget that GTA 3 literally revolutionized video games. And let's forget that there's no such thing as heist in any other GTA. In fact, heists are so revolutionary, they couldn't put it online. Um, But, you know, they say they say GTA has never changed. And then they release Far Cry 4 and they say, oh, this is going to be massively different. So we're already ahead of the game of all other first-person shooters like Halo and all other uh, sandbox games like Grand Theft Auto because this is going to be a completely different experience. So Far Cry 4 is exactly the same thing as Far Cry 3. So what I'm getting at here is I think the people in charge at Ubisoft are a little, um, what's the word, delusional. That they are like completely insane and out of their minds. Uh, so I want to know what the excuse is that they're setting up for the crew.
0: I I think that if the game receives poor reviews, um, they, so here's the thing, here's, here's the, the issue, right? Is, um, The game is going to launch, and it's going to be a mad rush to get reviews out. And a lot of journalists, even though they haven't received copies of the game, they've received preview access over the last like month or two. And so a lot of them are going to factor that in and try to write a review based off that, and then probably get the retail copy, and then as quickly as they can try to piece it all together, and and then push something out. And I think that Ubisoft is going to be poised in a position where they're going to be able to say, well they didn't actually experience the game properly they're basing this off stuff that's not true they didn't spend enough time with the game i think you're going to get a lot of that kind of uh that's a you, you know what guys this could be a 10 maybe this will come out and it's a 10 out of 10 everybody loves it it's the perfect it's the perfect game it's Only- just
1: I think Doug said the driving's not good. In Doug, the game.
0: Did, Doug didn't play it though, right, Doug? Yeah,
2: I've, I haven't played it, but I have heard I, just the rumors from when they did like their alpha or something like that. Is that this the driving doesn't feel good? So I'm not sure how they can overcome that in a, a week and a half.
1: But and I I believe them because uh, Ubisoft seems to have a very hard time with driving again.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say I don't really want to play uh, a Ubisoft game that revolves around driving.
1: I mean, driving was completely terrible in Watch Dogs. It was like the worst. It was just the worst. It's just awful. All
0: right, we'll look. look um, hold and... on there. It, open beta today. Open beta. Okay. All right. They're going to be able to get all the feedback from it, where people are like, "The driving's bad. The <laughs> core, the core design of your game is bad." Gonna, I see where you're going
1: with they're this. They're going to
0: factor that in, because this is what betas are for to begin with. Right. They're going to okay. factor that in. They're going to go back to the drawing board. They're going to redesign the driving elements from the bottom up. Then, boom, day one patch.
1: Okay. All right. I think, is I think exactly you've nailed it. Going to I really, this is a
3: monumental them. victory for the customer.
1: I, I completely trust them to do that. To do yeah. exactly <laughs> what you
5: described.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm predicting it right now. Right. So
4: You were here first.
0: Anyway, that's uh, that's the latest on that. So, like I said, it could totally come out and and do really well. And and to its credit, like Far Cry Four, it it didn't. I I don't think it blew anybody away, but it did respectable. uh, Yeah, I like it on critical reception and stuff like that. Wasn't completely broken.
1: I I I love it, but I hate it. It's like it's like duck. It's like eating duck, right? Why would you you... love it but you hate it? Oh, oh,
0: duck or Doug?
1: Duck. (laughs) Okay. I'm delicious. Okay. <laughs> Doug is delicious. Yeah,
3: We all enjoy eating Doug. <laughs> well, I'm signing off. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> and on that note. <laughs> and on that note. Okay. So where were we? What we were talking about? I was saying that Far Cry 4 was relatively well received. Although, bizarrely enough, so was Assassin's Creed Unity. So is Metacritic really helping us at all? I, I think Assassin's I...
1: Creed Unity is just a ton of bribes across the board. I don't, I don't. know what's going on. Oh,
4: some some good blowjobs there.
1: Yeah. Which, by the way,
4: we didn't get any of. How come we are not getting blowjobs, Jared? I
1: mean, my. I mean, my far cry. I, oh my the god, my wasn't nice I'm so but on fence. Is, is it my Even job after. to give blowjobs? <laughs> <laughs> That's just. God. Okay. Uh, oh this is, god. This is the enemy blowcast. Enemy. <laughs>
0: enemy i mean enemy slime guys S- slime slime cast in- subscribe in- to in- us on iTunes. enemy in- blowcast <laughs> subscribe <laughs> subscribe on
1: iTunes today subscribe on it. iTunes and on browsers
0: yeah we're on there now we have our on own binder we we're have our own channel bros. it's called uh it's called uh game journalism <laughs>
1: game game journalism triple x hardcore
0: G- gay game journalism triple x <laughs> Hardcore. That sounds like a uh, like Call of Duty map pack.
1: <laughs> it sounds like a it sounds like a Dead or Alive additional level. Get the triple X Hardcore that's, pack. That's, that's gonna be the next Dead or Alive DLC. <laughs> which which if we want to keep trying to talk about news, um, there's an ESRB rating today for Dead or Alive Five for the PC.
0: I was I, was there really? I haven't seen anything about that. Yeah, you know, that's so, what that game needs, mods, so girls can even... Oh yeah,
1: use. oh yeah, if you thought the Skyrim mods are bad, yeah, wait until you oh, see yeah, those Dead or true. Alive ones.
4: Because the actual outfits for Dead or Alive are pretty bad to begin with, so I
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you go worse yeah. than that? I, I wonder, you know, on my very brief experience with um, Second Life, which lasted all of, I think, three days, I found a, uh, a fake vagina that someone kind of put into the game and the vagina was the vagina was uh, surprisingly detailed <laughs> in that game and there were additional mechanics you could match up to this vagina to make it drip okay you know, so, all right yeah <laughs> wait no you got to let me finish my story you got to you got to you got to re- respect respect me okay i'm sorry We for, have to. As like someone
0: <laughs> i'm sorry for disrespecting you i
2: want to know about the drippy vagina
1: <laughs> so so here's my question, right? My, my question is, how far will we go with the Dead or Alive mods? Because there's only, you know, the Dead or Alive already leaves very little to the imagination. Yeah,
4: exactly. I, I, so. I, I will rule out a droopy vagina out. In the middle of <laughs>
2: so, I only have one question. Will the booby jiggle be in 60 frames per second? Because if it's uh, not,
0: then it's well, not ideal. Well, I, I would certainly I hope paper. so on the PC. Um, I have to say, I, I typed Dead or Alive 5 into Google Image Search, Yeah. And, um, I mean, I'm sure you can imagine what kind of images I'm seeing here. Yes. Uh, Is it still a fighting game? (laughs) Uh, Allegedly. (laughs) Is there fighting? Oh, yeah. There used to be a fighting element to the game. I can't can't imagine these people. You know that it also still has male characters? Oh, there's one. I see the the back of one.
2: (laughs) Are the male characters, like, packing mad mad? Crotch real estate, like. Or is uh, um,
1: I'm you looking, know what? I don't know because I never actually seen one. Uh, you can get the crotch real estate mod now.
2: Because I feel like Thanks if, if the they're going to be up, like huge boobs, then it, it, it's only fair that the men are like packing like tiny babies in there.
0: I'm looking. I'm looking <laughs> at <laughs> a, I'm looking at a picture of Zach, and I can kind of see up his pants. And oh, there you go. I mean,
2: Like they should be able to fight with it. <laughs>
0: like, I want the uh, It's a whole new game It's like game. so colorful with, uh, with boners Okay, alright like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want the uh, Oh my god the this Bachelorette party fighting mod. This is,
0: Some of the shit on here is like In game and it's shameful Like they're not even yeah. That's what I mean, it's like what are they going to go with mods They used to hide this shit Like at there, least be kind of cheeky about it But now I mean it's a whole different kind of cheeky yeah. I don't know if any of this can stand <laughs>
3: Well, we made it to a we whole are, 55 we're, episodes, and now it's we're over.
1: Talking, we're talking about video games. This is criticism. Dead or alive. This is, is criticism.
3: Nobody here. Yes, eh? I, I highly
0: disapprove of those hot knockers. Nobody here.
1: <laughs> oh, hey,
0: Ein. Ein is still in the game. I used to use him all the time. Well, that's enough. That's enough of that today. Well, no more video games for us. No more video games. Let's go back to, I mean, fuck, at some point you're just watching porn.
1: I well, mean, that's, yeah. that's certainly what Dinner or Alive is going to turn into once they get the mods for it. We should start a porn podcast. If a
0: Sports Illustrated swimsuit okay. issue could become a video game, it would be this.
3: <laughs> Sports Illustrated was a little bit classier than this.
0: Is, is it even Sports yeah. Illustrated anymore? I'm just looking at Playboy? Oh, thank God. There's a nude No, mod. you know what? Because
4: it's not like
0: Playboy or any of those magazines that have the balls to go the whole way. Is
4: that one that's kind of sleazy, so they can be sold in newsstands. But it's still so, in the back. So
0: it's Hustler.
1: Hustler yeah. goes a little further. Alright,
0: so this it's is Hustler, the...
1: Hustler the video game.
0: This is the Enemy Slime Porn Magazine Review Podcast. <laughs> what are we scoring? What are we scoring the uh, November issue of Playboy? Uh, what, what are we rating? Five out of five, what? Uh,
1: five, erection. five
0: erections.
1: Five erections. <laughs> uh, I'm actually typing it in now remember okay, playboy yeah who's on the cover
0: find out who's on the cover kim kardashian
1: oh. is it kim kardashian
0: well, i mean it shouldn't it be
1: uh i mean feeling that's, feeling that's that that one female listener that's we have
0: he's gone now
1: yeah
0: definitely yeah this is some chauvinistic shit Get rid of hell? a pretty sizable <laughs> chunk of this
1: i don't think you have to get rid of any of it don't you touch <laughs> it don't you don't you dare touch it <laughs> all right fine all actually, of it can stay you can all be exposed for the actually probably actually, the, the Play playboy, best
3: podcast we've
1: ever done
0: for
3: the
1: perverts the december, look listen look the playboy december 2014 gala issue uh it's a pretty classy cover
4: it's have pretty, the cover.
1: Late. it's a very classy cover very classy close yeah it, it looks like a, it looks like you know it doesn't look any worse than maxim
0: all right so how many erections out of five
1: it does give me a reaction. I look at that and I go, that's a very pretty woman. Okay, so zero. I go, she has a very nice body. Zero you know? It's not, five. It's not chauvinistic to appreciate the male body. It's like, it's a if, I look, if I look at male all body. the men at enemy slime, I would say, okay, everyone kind of needs to work out. But then if I saw another man, right, who's nice and chiseled and all that kind of stuff, I can, go, I can admire that. I can go, that's nice. He's got a nice body. Yeah. day or nothing. That's so so how you trying judge us by day. our looks, look. You're I mean, trying to say I like dudes? Is that where we're going with this?
0: You're objectifying me. You did give the playgirl wait, playgirl? I don't even know. So wait,
3: oh, now yeah. I now I need a number, Jay. Out of out of five, how many rock hard cocks am I?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> You know what? You've got a good sense of style. I like the bald head. I'll give you a four. Hey, thank you. Wow, four out of five. Hot, oh. Hot or not, any touched. touched? Yeah.
3: But you know, stay away from me.
0: All right. Well, there you go. Okay. So maybe, Dude, we, you should, you don't maybe want, we should, you know, what
1: want that we actually touch. Then that's what. Maybe you're we telling. should get back to video games at some point.
0: Oh, is this about video games?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, just hey,
0: keep the FBI off of us. At, so, at some point, at some point, we brought up Far Cry Four. <laughs> <laughs> should, should we talk about that?
1: Far Cry Four has boobies as well. Just uh, so you know. Uh, thank Namor God. Glands. Thank we God. Yeah. Um, and I just ran into a couple pairs of them, and they're quite nice. You know, they know what they're doing. They know what they're animating there. They know what they're detailing. <laughs> so they did a good job. <laughs> they did a good job. Yeah.
4: Is, is that way you scored it a four?
1: Let me, let me ask. Let me
0: ask. Is there...
4: <laughs> is, if you, you scored it a four, so there would be two pairs of them. I haven't even run into the
0: boobies <laughs> yet.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, you you haven't actually seen the boobies yet? No, I've seen the boobies. Yeah, I've seen the okay. boobies. Here's my question. Here's, Here's my question. The okay. Did there need to be boobies?
1: uh no probably not there's no reason it's just like a stylistic thing they it's well i'll tell you how you run into them right how you run into the boobies so um so ajay your player character uh he's drugged by these two guys who are hanging out in his parents old house that doesn't
0: that doesn't usually lead to boobies
1: (laughs) it doesn't (laughs) usually leads to the opposite
0: of boobies yeah
1: so he's uh and then you know he just wakes up in this really weird situation he's naked um, you know, you see get a very, very brief glimpse of the meat and potatoes, but he's completely naked and he's um, tied up by rope. And, you know, on either side of him are these two women and they're uh, both topless. Their chests are bare. Uh, and they drag him into an arena and you meet one of pagan men's generals. Her name is uh, Nore. And she tells you that, you know, you have to survive for both their sakes, yada, yada. You really don't know what's going on. And the topless women, they throw you into the pit and, you know, it's just a big, supposed to be a big entertaining thing um, in terms of this gladiatorial battle where you just take on several enemies and animals and all this nonsense. And uh, yeah, Nori just kind of surrounds herself with these topless women guardians and is completely like an aesthetic, stylishist thing. I, I can't imagine why her guards are necessarily topless. I know. I know. She supposedly runs brothels, but I haven't been to any brothel in game yet.
0: Well, here's to hoping. Here's to hoping. Um, so yeah. So, okay. So, so. I think the real question you... is,
4: Pagan Ming looks like a very stylish, uh, very handsome man. How many raw hard cocks out of five? Let's five. Five. Yeah, I, I there's agree. There's no way.
1: There's no way you can't hook up with Min. I agree. Totally. The game does have
0: an odd number of secret endings, so maybe that's one of them.
1: I, I do want to hang. I do, I do need to see the first secret ending. I almost hung around in Pagan's Palace just to see, did you see what the, would happen. Did you
0: see the second one, too? There's a, there's a second one, I guess. That, what's the second one? Um, have you beaten the game? No, not yet. You, you're like right there, though. I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty close, yeah.
1: I won't. Uh, do you want me to ruin it I, for you? You know what? I know so much about what's going to happen anyway, it's fine.
0: I guess at some point, Pagan Min begins to escape in a helicopter. Okay. And if you're really fast, you can shoot him down. And nice. that opens up like a second zone, I guess, that you can go to to have more fun. I don't really know. Huh. I don't really know what happens. It sounds like it was just kind of uncovered today, sort of. So, I don't have full details on what exactly happens, but... But yeah, so, kind of an interesting. Um, it's, a, it's a nice thing to, I mean, how cool would that be to find that naturally to like, yeah, we've, uh, all, we've I, all been there where you watch a video game and like a helicopter flies away and you're holding like a fucking rocket launcher. and You're like, that's bullshit. You know, Why can't I shoot that down? And then you do and it actually works.
1: You know, it's funny because I actually try to do everything possible in this game. So the first time um, I met Amida and uh, Sabal where I had the big choice between them. I kind of already knew Amita's uh, path for the country, like she becomes a super big drug lord and um, uh, she uses child, child soldiers and all this kind of shit. So I had a gun and I saw Amita standing right there and I'm like, you know what, I've only ever seen her in cutscenes before. before. is the first time I've seen her in person, let me try shooting her and see what happens. And, uh, I shot her right through the heart and I got a game over. But, you know, I just had to try it. So it's definitely a game where you try, you just go ahead and try shit and see what works. That's kind of cool to
4: be able to yeah. do it. Yeah. So this uh, is not like Fallout where they just stand there and look at you like, what's wrong with you?
1: Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, it's basically Far Cry 3. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not. I, I never got that deep into Far Cry 3, but from what I played of that and what I played from this for being so massively different, so much more game-changing than GTA is, it's pretty much the same game. Um.
0: (laughs) So, the one thing that Far Cry and Assassin's Creed, I mean, not the one thing, but something that they've always had in common, is over the last few entries in the series, the best parts of the games have been taking over fortresses and outposts. Yeah. Would you say that that's still the case here? is Is that the
1: best thing to do in the game? Um... I would say, yeah, it kind of is because, you know, your approach to fortresses it can be, can basically be whatever you want, just like it was in Assassin's Creed 3. Um, mm-hmm. You can do whatever the fuck you like in order to take one over. And my favorite thing to do is to find an electric helicopter and just fly over there and hover above everyone and shoot them. Um, you know, and they panic and they freak out, but there's not a whole lot they can do to me because I'm in the air. They can wing me every once in a while, and sometimes they can shoot my helicopter down, but I find that fun. Uh, grabbing an elephant and just running in there, and all of them screaming, "Oh no, elephant! Run, run away!" Um, <laughs> you know that's always a blast.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I did at E3. Was rode an elephant through the through the village, and I yeah. had a, I had a pretty good time doing that.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, I it's definitely definitely the open world the aspect of it is much better than the campaign missions. The campaign missions um, are all kind of the same thing. Like even even the the tournament because. You know, a little known fact about me is I actually go crazy for tournament and arena settings in games. Um, in World of Warcraft, I have all the, uh, you know, I've never done the actual arena stuff. I did it early on. But in, as far as the PDEs is concerned, I've always gone after the arena achievements. And in every RPG I've played, I've cleaned out the arenas. And um, every other game that kind of lets me do it, I just go there right away. And so in Far Cry, I was like, oh, great, an arena. I love arenas. Let's do this. Um, but it's the exact same mission structure as everything else in the main story campaign where you go in, you're restricted by your weapon, you just shoot wave after wave of enemy, and then it's over. And I was kind of hoping that section could be a lot more creative than, um, you know, it's just, it's just a bunch of different campaigns, uh, the same thing over and over. But I think it has two things going for it. The first thing is the missions, like the story missions really aren't that long in Far Cry. And I think the other thing is that, you know, shooting off a gun is always going to be more exciting than, say, hacking a camera or uh, tailing a suspect. So just kind of by default, it's more interesting than other Ubisoft games.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to ask about um, one of the new features in Far Cry 4, which is the auto driving yeah so it sounds like it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because it sounds like it works pretty good but there are a lot of scenarios that you can be put in where it will kind of mess you up like running over a civilian or turning around to veer away from like a destination when say a fortress is under attack or something like that or an outpost rather
1: so i'll explain it so so the auto driving Um, at its core works well. You can hit the auto drive and it'll always follow the road and it'll take you to whatever waypoint you set and you can kind of control the speed of the car without breaking the auto drive. Um, You can also control turning and steering a little bit while auto driving. And um, it's good for the most part, but it's like you said, if you hit a civilian or if you hit a member of Golden Path and they love to run right into your car when they see you coming down the road. They'll scream and say, oh no, we got to get it uh, out the way. Even if they're, if they're at the fucking side of the road. At the, at the side of the road, they'll see your car coming, and they're like, oh no, it's stuck, let's get out the way. And they'll run into the road and get hit by your car. Um, you know, so, auto drive doesn't account for civilians, and you can hit them a lot, and depending on how many hit people you hit, you can lose a lot of uh, karma points. Um, let's see. As far as portresses being attacked, you know, when the outpost is attacked, then, yeah... I actually just discovered this. The auto drive will turn off your waypoint that you had set. And not only that, it will, do, it will disable all other missions if an outpost is under attack. So you can't even set it back to where you think you were going to go back and, uh, you know, do whatever. They really want you to go save that outpost. So it's kind of uh, problematic for that. If, um, you know, you definitely have to take over if the Royal Guard follows you because the Royal Guard will follow you on the road. And shoot you dead if you're just kind of on auto drive. So there's there are reasons to use it, and then there are reasons to not use it. So this one. So can can <clears throat> so you take over an
0: outpost and then it gets attacked later on? Can the outpost be recaptured, or is that no? It can't. So you it's just... not like
1: it's not like Second sun where they can take it back. Okay, so you
0: just eventually go back to it and solve the problem.
1: I I mean not even that. Like I've gone back to outposts that have. Uh, that have been taken over, and um, it's exactly the same. I think you just do it for experience and all that kind of stuff. So can can you
0: problem. just wait out the attack? Because you say it disables other missions. Yeah, yeah. Will I, it eventually it just so it'll just stop by itself eventually? Yeah,
1: it'll say you failed to protect the outposts, and then it's over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So I have a I have a very weird problem with <laughs> a Far Cry that I would like to talk about. Okay. Um. So you know, Aj, his story is that he is the son of these two revolutionaries who discovered Golden Path, right? They created it, and um, they fought against the injustice in Kairat and all this kind of stuff. And now Golden Path is trapped between its leaders, Amita, who is, uh, I, I guess I call her a bloody revolutionary in my review, and you have Sabal, who is the bleeding heart. And both of them are always talking about your destiny and, um, and you know, how you're to guide them to the next level and decide who their leader is and all this kind of stuff. Um, So I'm in an interesting position in playing the game that I don't think is ever going to come up for any other person who plays the game. But as kind of the son of revolutionaries, (laughs) right? Because you have my dad and then you have my god aunt and both of them were leaders of the uh, Black Panther Party in New York City. Um, And just kind of growing up as their child and then playing this game you just look at it and you know that's not how that fucking works. Like <laughs> I can only imagine if you had like a finances simulator, right? And Lucio played that game and he told us that's not how that works. Um so it's a strange disconnect I've been having with you this. You can't game. calculate to current value without reaching level four. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's you it's, do just obviously. A, it's it's just a it's just a weird um disconnect to have because it's like, you know, I it gives me a certain awareness of how these uh, genes grow and raise. And it's like, look, I think for any person who's kind of like a legacy kid, um, no one looks at the legacy kid and then they go, oh, so you must be the business. You must be inheriting this whole place. Like no one really does that in the real world. In the real world, everyone kind of expects you to prove your own worth. And um, I've definitely had some of these groups approach me and ask me if I would want to be a part of it. And I just told them to fuck off like i have my own life and i'm not interested in it um so it's just kind of a weird story to watch ubisoft basically take this story and um well fuck it up which they do a lot they take stories and they fuck them up but
0: i mean it's still this it sounds a lot better than like anything in
1: Watch Dogs. i think mm. well i i can only imagine if you're like you're a real hacker and then you played watchdogs how you would feel about that and you don't
4: need to be a real hacker to play Watchdogs and realize it's bullshit. <laughs> That's I mean, true. you could just be, you know,
1: somebody who sees the computer. That's true. Um, but um I it's I d I don't want to say the story is better than say Watchdog. I just want to say the characters are better than Watchdogs. Like like having better characters and having a better story aren't exactly the same thing, right? It's like um, they have some really great characters in Far Cry, but the story is just kind of stupid honestly it's um and i think i think where the story really falls flat is in the mita and Sabal missions because everything they do is so fucking serious it's like a life or death situation and every other character in the game is just kind of having fun you know longinus is this preacher who sells guns and he's like um you know his my favorite line is what gun would jesus use and he's always like kind of relating the Bible back to using weapons and killing your enemies and all this kind of stuff. And then you have these two stoners, uh, Yogi and Reggie, who were the guys who drugged you and sold you out. And uh they're always kind of tricking Ajay in some kind of Bugs Bunny scenario. It's like, you know, Ajay's like, get the fuck out of my house. And then they like, oh, but there's this really neat treasure. You should go find it, and then you should go buy us some beers. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you have um you have Bhadra, who's kind of like the only real innocent in the world and she's just kind of like like this teen girl and she just kind of wants to have fun and uh aj kind of like you know treats her better than anyone else in the world um and then of course you have pegan min who's just the shit he's like the best thing in the whole far cry 4 experience um and so all the side missions that they set you on are, are kind of like really crazy and they have really great personalities and then you get back to amita sabal and they literally suck the air out of the room you know um Sabal comes in with his religious fanaticism. He's like, oh, well, our god says that I get to marry little girls, and if you don't believe in my religion, well, fuck you, I guess I'll, you know, kill you when I get a chance. And then Amita is kind of cutthroat, and uh, she's like, oh, yeah, let's spread the heroin. The heroin is going to be a great thing for this country. Let's go ahead and keep that. And it's just really thinly veiled as to these two guys are going to become these super tyrants of the land. And it's almost as if Ubisoft, it's it's like Ubisoft expects the player to think otherwise it's like you know they're they're not good writers so none of this shit is subtle you kind of go in right away and you kind of realize what Amita and Sabal are all about but it almost feels like Ubisoft is cheating the player like they're stupid a little bit like they can't see through what's going to happen
4: Ubisoft wrote this in a year like everything else that they've been doing lately (laughs) they just went into Wikipedia and looked up mouse and dong and then they looked up the Afghanistan uh, Taliban, and they were like, oh, let's base our characters of that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will
2: realize this. You really think right, it took exactly. a year?
0: I mean, in in, th- <laughs> in theory, it probably did, because what, um, Far Cry 3 was 2012, so yeah. the game's been in development for at least two, uh, in in theory. I mean, I'm I'm betting that they probably got right off three and jumped right into four, so...
1: So okay,
4: yeah, so I amend so. I, I my statement. They probably looked at Wikipedia, maybe two or three more articles, <laughs> with a double the time that they had to to make
3: this game. I don't uh, the Iraq I, War turned out.
0: I think you guys are reaching a little far as to what you want from Far Cry. Like biting political I, commentary and I'm accurate not, not, revolutionaries isn't saying... really.
1: I'm, just, I'm not reaching I'm just saying I'm gonna in in a, like I'm saying I don't think any other player is gonna have this problem but I do have this problem because I've actually lived this life it's a different thing it's like it's like a different thing when you play a game it's it's like let's say you played the French Revolution if you fought the French Revolution and then you played the game you would be a little you know a weir- little weirded out I'm not even I'm not even mad at the game
3: um are you questioning my service to the Republic
1: I am questioning your service to the Republic um <laughs> So I'm not mad at the game. I'm just saying it's it's weird when you've actually lived this thing and then you see someone else tell it in a completely different way. Um, and you know, I what I'm saying is it is better than Watchdogs. But you know, fucking getting my teeth pulled out is better than Watchdogs.
0: Oh come now, Watchdogs is pro- probably game of the
1: year. If 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 <laughs> I go to the dentist. And they give me gas, and then they give me a prescription for Vicodin, I am having a better time than playing Watch
4: Dogs. (laughs) So going to the dentist, game of the
0: year. That's fair enough. Going to the dentist, game of the year. There you go. Enemy (laughs) Slime podcast, everybody. (laughs) All right, well, I I don't know. I'm on the fence as to whether or not I'll pick
1: it up. And I'm so on the fence as to whether or not to recommend it to people because sometimes I'm having a great time and then other times it's kind of the worst thing ever. But I think of the Ubisoft games I played this year, and of the Ubisoft games I played last year, it's a better game in general that they put out.
0: Yeah, I think that seems to be the case. Um,
4: you know, I think the best Ubisoft game that I've played in two years has been Cry uh, Blood Dragon, which was supposed to be kind of a joke.
1: See, which is which is... So, okay, so maybe Ubisoft should just stick to the Far Cry series. And then they could put that out every year, and we can get sick of it. I, I mean, th- you can tell that Far Cry uh, Blood Dragon
4: was like a joke that they did. It's
1: like, oh, we have all these resources and so all the engine. Let's make something, you know, something stupid, and it was great. So one <laughs> thing, one thing, one thing I am excited about is they're, they're saying they're going to try something similar with Far Cry 4. It's not going to be Blood Dragon. It's not going to be another kind of 80s action movie thing like that. But um, they said they do want to go kind of the ridiculous and the unexpected with their DLC again. So I'm excited to see what they come up with. That's yeah. great, because that was the best
4: thing that they've done lately. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, well, there
0: you go, Far Cry 4, ladies and gents. Yeah. Should we talk oh, about uh, Dragon Age? Uh, Sure. We probably should. I would like to...
1: So, I, I have questions, you know. I, I do have a final note about Far Cry 4. All right. Before I move on. I am supporting Amita, and I really wish for doing so, so that they would show me her tits.
3: Oh. <laughs> a noble noble endeavor
1: all right
0: well that was hey
1: hey hey, jared are (laughs) you still here
0: (laughs) that was for the earlier podcast (laughs) we're no longer at the or sour in the okay i have like 40 i have like 40 minutes of this shit
1: and only like 20 is gonna be unusable my first question about dragon age is who did you guys have sex with no one yet michael yeah still working on it who do you have who do you plan on having sex with
4: well I was gonna go for the elf chick, but uh, the uh Vivienne the black enchantress is actually pretty interesting. So I might do her instead.
0: What about I'm you? I'm going after Lady oh.
3: Montelier. La- so the same person. Lady what? Lady Montelier? No, uh, that's the ambassador chick.
0: Oh okay. Yeah, that's the
3: chick.
1: so no one's going for the bull? I might go for the bull just for the fuck of it. All right. the, can can the you doom? be I, mean, I, I am playing a karate girl. female. Okay, you are. You are playing a female, so you can't go for the bull. I can't go for the bull. You might go for the... You know, I, I think you should go for the bull. That sounds like the winning choice. I think my <laughs> horns are bigger than his, though. You think your <laughs> horns are bigger than his? Yes. Uh, have a little wrestling contest, a naked wrestling contest, and find <laughs> out who's bigger. <laughs> you know what? After this, I just
0: might.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, so the bull... <laughs> the bull is actually for male and female Inquisitors, so... Oh, That's nice! Very pleasant for money. You can enjoy that either way. And then, I get
3: the impression almost everybody is for male and female inquisitors.
0: Yeah, he's no, very... only only two. Really? really? Yeah, just the bull and uh, Josephine Montaliet. the one really? that you said, I think. Because um, it, it seems like everybody's wearing their vag on their sleeves.
3: Uh we probably yep. can't say that, but. Um, <laughs>
0: Everyone is going like, "Hey, how are you? You want a bone?" <laughs> you are like, um, "Cassandra, yeah. Cassandra Pentagast is for male Inquisitors only. Dorian Pavis is for males only. Mm. Uh, Blackwall is for females only. Sarah is for females only. And uh, Cullen and Solus are both for females, but you have to be Elven, I think. Really, for Cullen." Oh yeah. C- no, Colin is—he uh, will only yeah, be available life. to human and Alvin. Colin doesn't say gender. Whether or not there's a restriction, Colin—I uh, hate, I
4: hate Colin so much.
0: <laughs> he looks <laughs> so—you can—you know—you can get. He looks wisdom. so fucking stupid. I, I can't take him seriously. What are you talking about? He's very dashing. He looks I mean, like a blonde Alistair.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's this—is guy? He pretty much is like, a blonde Alistair. But. Is this guy the guy who looks like he's perpetually wet? No, that's uh, the other guy. Uh, Colin is um,
4: Dorian. Colin was actually in Origins and in two.
1: But he oh. was always a kind of in the background. I <laughs> don't remember him then.
0: <laughs> Dorian's got a pretty dope mustache. Dorian does have a wonderful mustache. He's a magical Freddie right. Mercury.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, that's a great way of putting him. <laughs> so will you guys report back on how romantic your love scenes are? I will. And and yeah. just for the podcast,
4: if if I don't make it with uh, Vivienne, which has doesn't seem like a will, I'll I'll go for the bull. It okay. seems a little cold. And then I will tell you whose pores are bigger.
0: Good. <laughs> <What>? Never mind. <laughs> what? Are, you, are,
1: you, are you having a good time on this podcast, Jared? I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, do you know do you know who voices the bull? It's a famous actor. Does anybody is it, is it Troy Baker? Nope. Ashton Back. Kutcher? Nope. Anybody else got a guess? He does uh, sound familiar, but I'm I'm drawing a blank here. Bruce Willis. It is Freddie Prinz Jr.
5: Oh okay. Wow,
4: that's
2: the last person that I expected.
0: No shit. Mr. Vega from Mass Effect Three. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Hey Loco. Really? Who else? Let me see if there's another famous. Is uh, so Felicia that they voicing somebody? uh probably let's see i don't recognize any of the other names so i think we're safe on the others robin addison don't know who that is isn't claudia black in this game too i think maybe she's a good good voice actress high quality all right i don't i don't see any other famous people but yeah uh there you go <laughs> the bull is freddie prince junior <laughs> okay yeah. If you can stomach it, then I say go for it. Yeah, I think now I'm not sure I want to anymore. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you should anyway. So it takes a lot of the lustre out of it. Why don't we why don't we ask a question that has some meaning here? <laughs> okay, uh, okay, here's the question that has some meaning. Do you think the bull would use a condom? No, alright. Of course not. In fact if you ask him to use protection, he will tell you, yeah, I have my armor on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the love of God. Did he put the condom I on just, the horns? No. <laughs> I just figured he'd use his fists. Like,
2: like, could he put it on both and then, like, do two ladies at the same time? Because that's hot.
3: So, at this point, we have, like, nine minutes of usable podcast.
0: <laughs> All of our listeners have laughed, and we're basically talking to our You guys, very, uh, you guys know not... your real names are attached to this,
1: right? <laughs> I'm very excited to see how this turns out. <laughs>
0: oh man oh this is gonna this is gonna be interesting um (laughs) all right okay so so dragon age is a game i do have some sincere questions so and and the first question of course is uh player choice because you guys have made remarks that you didn't feel like you were making a lot of choices i i feel like by now you should both have some pretty sizable time in the game under your belt um what how has that situation improved or, or not improved
4: well, basically, only the choices I may have been very like obvious choices. Do you want me to help or not? And that's so, pretty much it. Yeah, so, yeah, that's so. So, that's, so, the... it's also, so there, there's two things. There's you have the Inquisition, which has its own resources and things like that, and people can join and help you with it. And then you have your own party. So you know, basically, the only choices I've had is: Do you want me to help you, uh, either? By going to the Inquisition or by joining your party, and the answer is always yes,
3: because why wouldn't you
5: okay yeah
3: um lucio how how far are you? can you like give give me a non spoiling landmark
4: oh uh, shit um is there,
3: is there a zone the, or have have you done anything with trebuchets yet no, not yet, oh okay, so you, I, th- I think I've hit a part in the game where it's starting to pick up in terms cool. of like how many choices you get to make, but it takes a really long time to get there. I want to say I'm probably a good 20
0: hours in, and I don't feel like I've really made a whole lot of meaningful choices yet. I mean, my understanding is that the main story can be completed in a fairly brief amount of time, but a lot of people are saying that there's easily like 100 hours of content in this game.
4: There's so much and- bullshit.
0: I was going to say content it, is kind of a if you. And a lot
4: of it is just walking around, because the mm-hmm. fucking level, the fucking area design is a fucking mess.
1: I mean, you know, telling you to go here, and get like five dog collars and then come back is still content. Yeah, what, what you yeah. What, you One of appreciate. Do you not appreciate how much work they put into the game for you?
4: One of the things that bothers me about Inquisition a lot, is that I will say ninety percent of the quests are fetch quests. Yes. And. Okay. This is weird for me, at least, coming from Bioware. Because, yeah, they used to have some fetch quests in the games before, but usually the quests were pretty good. They were pretty, you know, meaty. They had, like, choices and dialogue and shit. And it's just weird to me that a company that's gotten this right so many times could fuck it up so badly here. Because, like, you know, every time I see, like, a quest marker, I'm like, oh, fuck, what do you <laughs> need? All
3: right, you want me to go get five whatever's? Sure. It It is pretty so, bad, and I'll I'll highlight it with a particular example. There's this mission where you're sent into, like, this horrible bog marsh to rescue captured soldiers. Oh God, and it's like, yes. the, the leader of this barbarian tribe has taken these soldiers and issued you a challenge because he wants to kill you for honor. And, like, you fight your way all the way there, and you arrive at his fortress, and, like, he doesn't even say hello. He just immediately, the battle begins, and he's swinging his sword, and like, there's absolutely no dialogue for that entire... And it's like a fairly long mission. It's like a whole world area, and... The game drops you off on the other side of the fucking bog.
4: Yeah, well, there's that, too. And, <laughs> I mean, it's it's huge. They weren't kidding when they said the areas are big. They're gigantic. That's not necessarily a good thing. They're kind of empty.
1: Yeah. So, I'm, I'm confused as to whether or not to sell you guys on Far Cry, but that alone kind of sells me off of Inquisition. I, I just don't really appreciate fetch quests. It doesn't sound fun to me.
3: Well, like Jared said, I think you can probably skip over a lot of it. However, doing these fetch quests, like you have, um, you have different kind of ranks in the game. Like you have influence and power, and you need to have so much power to like progress to the next story arc. So you need to do some of those missions, and you need to get influence so you can unlock like special abilities, like new dialogue options.
1: And yeah. See, I don't enough. like that. I, I, I yeah. And and Far Cry actually has an ability like that where you actually have to use a lot of stealth in order to unlock it. And I just hate being restricted with that kind of shit. You know, it's it's. I don't know. I don't know why developers do that. Make you do something you don't want to do.
4: There, there's stuff well, that's good on it where you know, for example, when there's dialogue, it's usually the you know what you used to provide. Where uh, the story, it's actually pretty interesting. It's just that it's spread very thinly on this. Like, I would say it's like an MMO design, time, basically.
3: Yeah, very much so.
0: Is there um? So like, uh, the my my favorite side quests in an RPG generally tell like a side story, right? So when I think of mm-hmm. I, when I think of Fallout, um, maybe specifically like Fallout Three, there's like a little lamplight, right, which is a zone that you can completely skip. That you have don't have to do anything with, but I, it, I don't think you can no, skip you can. Land flight. Oh, can't you? Yeah. Oh, the flight. Okay, yeah. Oh, I know one. What about you're what thinking a... of
3: the part where you can't shoot the kids, even what, though you want to. What about that
0: guy? <laughs> what about that guy who's in the tree? The guy who's stuck in the tree. You don't have to do his stuff. No, oh, Harold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's another example that I can think of where, like, there's a unique character attached to it, right? And it kind of tells mm. a story about this character, and then it even. Goes a step further and gives you the choice in like deciding the fate of this character, and to me, that's a really good side quest, right? Because it's unique and it's it's wholly original, and you're not going to encounter another quest like that in the game. Um, would would you say that there aren't any experiences like that to be had in Inquisition? Not yet. So nothing, no. nothing that like wow, tells that you a, tells you another story or introduces you to a new character. Or, Nothing really like because I mean even even in Origins like some side quests would like net you characters like there was right. a, mm-hmm. there was a quest that got you that dog that you could have in your party and uh,
1: yeah I mean I I, no, I not agree only that there. yeah I, I was just couldn't say I gotta agree that you know that's just my favorite part it's like in um in Far Cry 3, uh, I'm sorry when uh, Fallout Three and you were talking about that I just remember the treasure hunter that you had to join up with and follow her quests I think it was for the Abraham Lincoln Museum. Is that that is that where you get the Lincoln repeater or whatever? I think so. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's where you get the Lincoln repeater, and that was a great little thing. And I decimated her after I finished it, but um, you know, it's just a fun little thing to do. I think when I whenever I replay Chrono Trigger, I love just getting to the end of the game to do those side missions and all the other characters. Mm -hmm. So I'm really surprised, especially from Bioware, that they don't have that kind of world enrichment in in, there.
4: Not only that, but they have this weird mechanic where they have this like basically like a warm up. Where you go and, and do quests for that. And a lot of the side quests are tied to that. And they have like this fucking mobile gaming thing where you do a quest and you have to wait 45 minutes before you can do something else.
3: What? Or, what? Oh, oh. um. I'm kidding. You're talking about the war table, right? Yeah. Okay. I kind of like that, except I don't think it's as involved as it should be. Like, you can gather around your advisors, and, like, you'll look at the map, and there will be, like, different issues. Like, you know, there's a succession dispute over here, or someone is spreading vile rumors about you over here. And you can choose, like, which of your three advisors will handle the issue. And they'll each do it in different ways, and depending on which person you send. Oh, um, okay. You'll get a different result, but basically, okay. what happens is you assign them, and there's like an actual amount of like in-game time, like forty-five minutes until. Oh. That's oh,
1: actually okay. that's it's, pretty typical these days. It's kind
0: of well. I think that's comparative to something like maybe, uh, is it Final Fantasy Tactics? I think it's Final yeah. Fantasy Tactics, Final where, F- where Fantasy you can does it. where you assemble like a team and send them off on a and quest.
1: It's actually in Warlords of drainer as well. Yeah, the but the thing like is, like, it's emissions. it's just it's, it's not very
3: shallow. Exactly,
1: and so, so I, it reminds
4: me more of like a mobile game where you're like, oh well, tap here and wait for, her, you know, yeah. to tap <laughs> again.
2: So have have you both left the the hinterlands area yet of the game? Or are you still both in there?
4: No, I have been to others. Okay. Yeah, so I've I, I kind got of heard the
2: of first area sucks balls a lot.
3: It's yeah, it's kind of cool looking, and there's a pretty big dragon in there. I look forward to fighting. But in terms of like. <laughs> Being an adventure, like it's just it feels very generic. It'd be like if you set an entire okay, to, to use a World of Warcraft example, it'd be like if you set an entire adventure in like Westfall. It's like, hey, look, there's some Hey, I like Westfall.
4: The problem with the hinterlands is that it's spread very thinly and a lot mm. of the time for me has been spent trying to like get from point A to point B. My problem with the monsters or anything that is the fucking mountains have invisible walls in them.
1: Oh, mountains are always terrific, aren't they? Wow. No, but they're like they're like fucking, fucking boulders
4: that are barely bigger than you. you, mm-hmm. you can't go across them.
1: I, I Trust me, I, I understand what you're talking about because I've been into it all the time in Far Cry. Right? It's like something... And keep in mind, this dude can climb structures and then you get into a hill that's slightly slanted and about linked to him and he won't climb it up.
0: So how is how is the world uh, how, how's the world laid out in the game? So like, it, let me maybe offer two comparisons. So like, there's and these are maybe extreme examples. There's Skyrim, where basically you're dropped into the center of a giant, you know, you're surrounded by a giant mountain range, and you can go wherever you want if you want to go left go left if you want to go right go right and occasionally you'll find impassable areas but for the most part you can just kind of wander as you see fit and when you get to a new zone it'll just pop up on your screen and be like oh you're in a new zone um or maybe the opposite of this is a game like final fantasy 13 where there's this giant world but it's basically just all connecting pieces of track almost corridors yeah yeah which would you say is closer to the way that dragon age's world is laid out
4: what Dragon Age is, uh, Inquisition is more like, it's Dragon Age origins, um, but with the areas that are much, much bigger. Uh, it's so you have a big though, giant map, and then you go into from area to area, and once you go into the area, you're dropped into a huge map.
0: Okay, so, but it's not like everything's connected and you just. No, okay. No, the, um, like
3: individual areas are like pretty similar to Skyrim. You'll like wander around and. Mm-hmm which is kind of the problem like a lot of it's just empty.
1: So yeah. that's what it, that, that was going to be my question because I think the difference between Skyrim and um and you know other games is that in Skyrim if you're just kind of wandering around a huge area, you're more likely than not to run into something interesting or some mm. kind of quest or something mm-hmm. and so that doesn't happen here.
3: Not, no. I mean, there are a lot of quests, but generally it's like, you find a note. There's something mm-hmm. over here on the other side of the map. So that's a new mission. Go find whatever that is on the
2: other side of the map. So yep. do you think it would have benefited if like, they just kind of shrunk everything a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Like the maybe. zones, maybe cut out some of the bullshit fetch quests and just make a, a smaller game, but maybe more tightly crafted?
4: I would have rather have mm-hmm. a very, I'd rather have few quests that are very well crafted than... 10,000 fetch quests. You'd rather, you rather, quant- you
1: rather have inglorious Bastards as opposed to whatever that World War II movie Spike Lee made was. <laughs> sure.
0: It's, it sounds, it sounds yeah. like it's kind of a reactionary title, right? Because You I guys mean, don't
1: watch enough movies.
0: For Dragon Age 2, um, everybody's like, well, I don't like visiting the same zones over and over again. And it's almost as though they took that to mean that we wanted bigger zones and it's not so much that we wanted larger zones as it is that we just wanted
3: more More of them yeah right
0: yeah well i don't think i've ever found
3: two areas that are alike so i'll give them credit for that but yeah it's just there's a lot of space but there's not really anything fun to do in it and yeah exactly yeah how do the mounts work you get on the you horse, ride. ride around. You get off the horse. Is there? Is there like you have to get off the horse to do
4: anything? Yes. I so you're constantly t- getting off the fucking horse, and the horse disappears when you get out of it. So you have to call it again. So that's is what it not t- easy to
1: get off the horse.
4: <laughs> it's easy to get off the horse, but it disappears.
0: I was, I was, I asked because I've noticed that a lot of people on Twitch are playing the game and just disregarding the mount. Pretty much. And and just because the run speed seems to be maybe oh so slightly less fast like it seems like you run pretty quick in this game
3: well and there are only well, certain there are only certain maps we can use the horse on so right and the, the other thing with the horse
4: is um it's actually necessary in, like places like the hinterlands where it's huge but um i you know if you're in a city it's useless
1: i have another can. question about the horse okay can you ride the horse naked
3: no. You know, I don't think I've tried taking my clothes off.
1: How big is this? I, I tried, big you get like a horse, horse stick.
2: Help. How big is it?
1: Thank it's you, you find me, in. I'm so happy.
2: Can <laughs> the bull have sex with the horse with both horns? You well, will kill what it. All
4: I have to tell you is that I got the bog unicorn and its horn is definitely bigger than my horn. Could you could you <laughs> filate the bog unicorn? <laughs> I don't know, but you know what it look, you know what about the bog unicorn bothers me? It looks like more like a retarded horse that somebody put a sword through its face than an actual <laughs> unicorn. Well, there you have it.
1: So, uh, I I have sword a question. Or penis.
2: Yes, that's if a question. If you had, like, let's say, sixty dollars in PlayStation money that you didn't spend any money on, would you recommend buying the game? Since it didn't actually cost, it wouldn't actually cost someone anything. You know,
0: I, mean, I, don't, I don't even know if Ask- you. I don't even know if you guys are saying don't spend money on the game at all. Do you you think this isn't worth picking up?
3: Ask me again next week.
0: You're not not describing it very favorably, but it sounds like Michael at least has a little bit of hope in that perhaps things are picking up in his portion of the game that he's working on. Right. The thing is, is
4: what's good about Bioware games is still there for the most part.
0: And what do you mean by Enlighten that? me. What is good about Bio? You have,
4: you games? have uh, one of the things that I like about Dragon Age that I think is actually fairly bravely done is they got this world with Origins and then, you know, you're basically following the same plot. They're not like, you know, destroying the world every time and starting over again. And they're actually making some pretty big changes to their game world with this game. And with the other ones too. So that actually feels very good and that's there. The plot is, you know, it's the same thing as the other protagonists. It's kind of very generic fantasy, but at the same time, it's done in a very compelling way. The companions are good. They all have their own personalities. They have their own backstories. They're fun to interact with. Like I said, it's just very
3: thinly laid out. Man, speaking of writing, I think the guys who write the characters really think they've got the uh, the formula figured out. because. Pretty much every character is just a series of like saying something very serious and then they'll follow up with kind of like a quirky afterthought like we shall take the red castle at dawn unless we all get killed before then.
0: Yeah. And it's kind
3: of like just one right after another. That's
0: very much the Dragon Age humor. Do the the characters when you're walking around with them do they still interact with each other because that was always my favorite. Yeah, they yeah, that's, that's still it's there. Pretty good. Order, it's still pretty good. Like I always, in, in Dragon Age 2, I even went so far, like I can't remember what their names were, but there were there were two characters who were v- like very predisposed to disliking one another. And I almost always deliberately kept both of them in my party just to listen to them <laughs> argue with each other.
1: I kind of like that about the um, Mass Effect games. It made the long elevators bearable.
4: And it feels, it's the same, the same thing, right? Where they have the characters just arguing with each other. Uh, and it's pretty interesting because you have characters that have been in both games. Uh-huh. So, for example, you have like Barry arguing with Cassandra and stuff like
3: that. And it's, you know, it's good. It's well done.
4: So oh. all that all the stuff is there. It's just a lot of bullshit in the middle.
3: You know, they've, they've done one thing where when you're walking around town, like, you know, there are a lot of just NPCs wandering around who you can't speak to. But the few that you can, you'll speak to them. And you know how like in, you know, Origins and I think in Dragon Age 2, like it would almost start like a cinema, like in Mass Effect, where it'll be like there'll be different camera angles. Mm -hmm. In this, almost all conversations, with the exception of like a few select story conversations, like you you keep control of the game camera. Yeah. And your two characters will just stand there kind of awkwardly, like hands at their sides, having a conversation. It feels kind of cheap. Yeah, it does. I agree. Hmm.
4: All right, it's so laced. I have no clue there, there, There's I, I to there's
1: buy
4: this w- game. There's Bioware laziness to it, you know what I mean? Like, You know how in Bioware games, when you hand somebody something, you never actually see them giving it to them?
0: Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, Shep- Shepard just like sh- shrugs towards them. is like, I found this for you. And, <laughs> right, you know, and yeah, like, what well, they will do you know, is like, show right, your well. arm moving, but not what you have in your hand and stuff like that. Um,
4: there's, you know, it's it's there, you know. That when you get in the fucking horse, all of the components
0: disappear, like you know, it's that kind of stuff. I mean, so I'm, there's I'm that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose sleep over that though. No, I agree, but it's, it it's adds there. up after a while though. Here, I mean, yeah. here's here's the thing for me, kind of is Bioware has sort of been replaced for me in, in so the the itch that Bioware games used to scratch for me is Jill-tale. this this ele- yeah you already knew where i was going this element yeah. of this element of basically kind of being able to influence a story and yeah there might be like a kind of interesting rpg wrapped around it but like i think from a mechanical standpoint i think the first mass effect is a terrible game i don't think that the shooting handles well and i think it's really unfun to play but i really like the way that choices are laid out in that game and kind of the story that you can craft for yourself um, but now there's this company Telltale who's come around and they've crafted these sets of games where I'm doing just the part that I like about Bioware and I don't even mm. have to do the boring fetch quest RPG bullshit that I don't want to do.
1: Game of Thrones. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, let me ask because I I can't tell if this is just my opinion, but I feel like Bioware started out doing you know that really well, like in Mass Effect, like Mass Effect One is kind of my favorite in a lot of ways, because I feel like I have the most choices. Or, like, Dragon Age Origins. Like, I just I was sitting down yesterday and just watching, like, all the options you had to just, like, kill people at random. <laughs> Which I found to be terribly satisfying. But, like, yeah, now, like, then Mass Effect 2 kind of puts you a little bit more into, like, a box canyon. Dragon Age 2, obviously, nothing you did mattered for anything. And they seem to be kind of more narrowing down, like, it's no longer your story. It's like you're playing our story and you get to pick the tone you choose when you reply to people.
0: Well, maybe let me, let me ask you guys a question, which is, I, I think that mass effect is probably the prime example of this where, um, they just kind of, shoehorned themselves into this position where the game had to be more streamlined because they Mm -hmm. had started out giving you so much free agency that by the second game it's like oh shit well now like some people aren't even going to be alive anymore and Mm -hmm. we have to figure all that out and factor that in and so I mean they had to kind of rein things back in in order to complete that that whole narrative arc do you think that the next Dragon Age or the next Mass Effect will be a lot better because they're going to be able to finally like free themselves of all the choices and options that you've picked in past games? Like They finally can have some free agency again and make a game. I, I think that almost every Bioware RPG I've played in the last 10 years even would be vastly improved if they were no longer worried about Making it fit into an arc. So, what I mean by that is, like, if each game they released was standalone and the next game mm-hmm. would have nothing to do with it, but maybe just be set in the same universe, I feel like they could make something where you would have a lot more impact and a lot more consequences, right?
3: Yeah, although they, I mean, in a lot of right. ways, they had that with Dragon Age 2, although I guess they had right. to worry about pulling it all together with Dragon Age 3. I just kind of feel like BioWare really has decided, no, we're not really all that interested in letting you tell your story. It's more about. We're going to tell you this story, and you get to I choose would... if you're nice, sarcastic, or mean.
4: I was telling this to Jay the other day, and I think the problem is not so much that as the fact that the company that made Dragon Age Origins and Mass Effect is not the same Bioware that we're dealing with now. Yeah, And I mean literally, because most of the people that, play, that uh, worked on those games aren't even there anymore.
0: That's true so but that's they're, a big part of it. It doesn't change the fact that they're still trying to make those games. Like they're that company no, in no, name I mean, they and they I mean, and their end goal go, is go, to make a game like that.
4: They go to EA, and they have to make all of these games <laughs> on the properties. Um, so you know they're definitely going to try to make those games. But I think that the people that we have definitely have different design um, ideas. I mm-hmm. and, and I don't think I think even if They did start something from scratch where they don't have to be weighed down by the story. I still don't think it will be the same thing that we have with Origins and especially Origins because Origins was a very old school style RPG.
0: Right, right. And then it slowly... Basically, Dragon Age suffered because it... They just took Mass Effect and jammed it into Dragon Age 2. That's that's really what happened. Like Dragon yeah. Age was its own standalone, albeit troubled project, because that game took a very long time to release and looked like it was gonna be dead several times. Um but uh but Dragon Age 2 is definitely a much more streamlined approach. Let me let me ask kind of another question. I think Inquisition is probably your best indicator on what the future of Bioware will hold. Like I think this I think this game is going to be your glimpse at what a next gen Mass Effect game is going to look and feel like. Mm. Does that make you excited or sad?
4: Yeah, I'm not very optimistic in this.
3: I'm I'm gonna be a little more optimistic. I think it could be good. However I think they're gonna have to overcome some of their more base urges, because like I, I can see they're they want to make this into basically like a hack and slash action game, but part of them is saying, No, don't do it. And they don't really want you to make any choices, but part of them is saying, like, well, maybe he they could decide if this guy lives or dies and
0: I guess so I guess what 13. I'm what I'm itching for is Something that they don't have to be afraid to burn to the ground. Like, even The yes. Walking Dead has this problem where, like, we can't kill Clementine. And I'm not saying that that's what they should do, but, <laughs> um, but the stakes are really important in a story like that. And the way that they've mm-hmm. laid this out and the way that they've decided to let your choices carry over from game to game means that they're just hamstrung sometimes and that they have Mm -hmm. to give you this like false dichotomy where it looks like you have uh, choices that you don't actually have. And um, I I wish that someone would just come up with some kind of original IP where each game would be like an anthology kind of thing and, and they didn't have to be afraid of just letting whatever the fuck happen, happen. You know
3: what game did that really well was Alpha Protocol... Possibly because yeah. they knew there was no way in hell.
0: They <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it worked out great because they never made another one. <laughs> but, I mean, really, that game,
3: like, you could end that game with just about everybody dead. Like, it really had that same, like, even Dragon Age Origins, you know, pretty much felt like it was a complete tale. And everybody could have been dead. I mean, Actually, I think just about everybody could be dead at the end of that. But I, I think oh, you're I'm right. So they're easy. just, they're kind of stuck with this, well, we got to make three games So we need to keep everybody alive or completely write them out of the story for the next
1: one.
0: Yeah, or, you know, you keep running into these situations where, like, a character does something horrible and your options are, like, send them away Mm -hmm. or or grudgingly approve. You know, Uh, there's... So,
1: uh, Jared. Yeah. uh, How much of the podcast do you actually plan to use? Because there are other things to talk about.
0: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) We We should move on, probably. Um... Do you guys what 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 specifically is on your docket? Do you guys want to talk Smash Brothers for a little bit?
1: Uh I want to I want to talk about World of Warcraft. i okay. there.
0: Okay, you're hoping to circle back to to WoW. Here, I can talk about Smash Brothers in about uh 2 minutes. Are you ready? here we go yeah. smash brothers it's available now for the wii u it sold 500 fucking thousand copies <laughs> which is insane it's the fastest selling wii u game to date and it actually has good sales numbers so it's not just a weird thing uh to brag about um, amazing i played it the gamecube controller works it's good uh it has eight player smash now it's chaos um there's a Good chaos. there's a board game and I don't really I played the board game but I was drunk so I didn't really understand so I'm probably gonna have to go back and revisit that. Uh, Wait a minute, we party you had a board game? Yeah, this is a better board game. Are you it's, sure? it's it's kind of a cool thing. So you everybody rolls and you move around this board and if you bump into each other you'll start a fight and you do like a little battle. Um, and you don't get to pick your characters they're just characters that you pick up on the board but if you if you win a game the person who comes in second place has to give you one of their characters and uh, you eventually, you just kind of amass this collection of characters, and then at the very end, kind of like smash run on the 3DS, you go into like one final brawl where any stats that you've collected apply and any characters that you've earned are eligible to compete. So, it's like a stock match, but each life is just represented by one of the people you have. So... I feel like I probably could have done really well at this, but instead the first game I had like two characters and got completely wiped out in the final match by some guy who had like eight. So it it didn't go great. But uh, I guess here's the important thing. Uh, Smash Brothers with a controller is so much better than the 3DS. I have no idea how I played this game on a 3DS and I will (laughs) never, ever, ever pick up my copy on the 3DS again now that I own it on the Wii U. There's literally oh. no reason to touch the 3ds version of this game ever again because it feels no, so dirty and disgustingly wrong.
1: There's, there's plenty of
0: reasons. <laughs> it is <laughs> well, horrible. You feel free
1: to send that over you don't if you want. want to get a Wii U. If you don't want to buy a fucking Wii U,
0: <laughs> and I, 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 you know, I guess if that's your only option, I mean, that's literally the only scenario where this is okay like as soon as as soon as that controller landed in my hands and a match started i felt like i was in control of that character in a way that i never ever ever did in all of my like 15 hours on the 3ds version like it just it just wiped it completely clean it meant nothing anymore (laughs) that game that game is meant to be played on the wii u it absolutely is meant to be played on the wii u
3: sounds like jared has been born
0: again i have been praise praise the lord (laughs) Anyway, that's all. Smash Brothers. Available now at retailers near you. So
4: you know <laughs> feel free to send me that three DS copy, you're never gonna play it.
0: Yeah, maybe. I still got I still got Mies on there. <laughs> do you have Reggie? I got me I do. I have I used Reggie <laughs> for one of my Miis. I would too. Why the why the hell not? It's Jay, like... how many hardcocks does Reggie get out of five?
1: Uh <sighs> oh, god, there's not enough. Hard ons out of five
0: to give to him. Yeah, he's a six. <laughs> Minimum. Excellent.
4: Anyway. Alright. So, what else are we talking about?
1: So, World... we're talking about World of Warcraft because the Warlords are Trainers. Trainer? Trainor. Warlords of Drano. Drainor. Warlords of Drano. Trainor. you can you? You can get followers, but you can't have sex with any of them. No. What? But what's the point? Yeah. I know. There is none.
2: You can, I guess you could roleplay. You can roll on an RP server and pretend to have sex with them.
1: I am on an RP server, and I pretend to have sex with them all the time.
0: Are you really on an RP server? Because that sounds like well, something you would do.
1: My, my, <laughs> my entire guild moved, so I had no choice but to be on an RP server. You had no choice. I didn't choice. want to. They just <laughs> moved. <laughs> well, yeah, because before we were on uh, Kalethos, which is just a normal kind of server, and then um, they decided they wanted to be world first and everything and they decided moon guard sucked so everyone moved there so everyone could feel much better at playing the game um, that's the story <laughs> but yeah i'm on a, I, I am actually on an rp server and i rp all the time and i weird people out because i'm very anachronistic for this world i'm very ghetto for a bloodell
0: you're like you're like a uh, a king in uh, or uh, what is it you're the new york yankee in king arthur's court right
1: exactly exactly <laughs> You're... I'm I'm the Black Knight.
0: Except... Yeah, that's a better example. You're
1: you're Martin <laughs> Lawrence in Black Knight. Martin Lawrence, <laughs> except I'm a little white girl, blood elf, blood elf girl. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? I believe
0: followers. I don't followers. know. You're the you're
1: the one who wanted to talk about it.
0: <laughs> we're talking so about
1: I... the '90s sitcom classic Martin. Well I mean, uh, I I didn't like Martin. Is that I okay to say? say? What's wrong with Martin? I, about I hanging with a Mr. Pen. Cooper. I just I hang. I like hang with Mister Cooper.
0: Was it just because? Was it just because you hadn't gotten over In Living Color being gone yet, or?
1: Yeah, I hadn't gotten over In Living Color being gone.
0: Was it because um, Martin was Black Jay? Is that what it was? No,
1: I have nothing against Black people, mm. except when they owe me money. We have uh,
0: we we always somehow this feels like a deviation
1: more material world of warcraft it's not it's not it's not a deviation because we're also like
0: dating ourselves here i don't Uh, i don't know that most of the people who are interested in video games also remember the sitcom
1: martin uh i'll I'll tell you what
5: i'll
1: tell you what it's it's very relevant to world of warcraft because blood elves even though they're all lily white and pretty and smell like lemons they're basically the black people of the horde no no one cares about them they forget they exist um And I was going to make a really bad show up. I'm going to stop myself there. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about followers. Let's talk about garrisons. Let's talk about garrisons. I have my garrison. So what happens in your garrison? So what happens in your garrison is... Station uh, garrison. Is, is, e, 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 only if you're having sex with oh, your followers. For fuck's sake. Just you tell, me fuck? about <laughs> the thing, the tell me about the goddamn garrison. <laughs> so, the ga- so the garrison... Um, yeah, so you get it. It's a kind of a linear quest at first, but then you basically get gather up your resources, and it's a lot like um, kind of building your fort- your fortresses and towns and bases, all that uh, in Warcraft Three. You got to decide um, what goes into it, what, spe- what specific buildings you want. There are no tech trees. You know, it's more, just more about saving up the money and saving up the materials and buying the buildings you want, and eventually, and there's a raid occasionally that you can take care of, but I think the really neat thing about the garrison are the garrison powers, because it's almost like you're hacking the game when you get the garrison powers. So for each zone you're in, you can set up an outpost, right? And the outpost is an extension of your garrison. And depending on what you get, you can get a different ability. So for example, in the main zone, um, I have a barracks. So I can summon something like five members of the horde to come fight for me anytime I want out in the world map. And then in the second zone I'm in, I built a lumberyard, and now I actually have a cool little mech that I can use to stomp around and kill shit really fast and uh, fly, and it's actually really neat. It's like hacking the game. It's like hacking World of Warcraft. Um, you know, I understand why everyone got to level 100 so quick because of these garrison abilities.
0: So what do you do once you have it? Like You hit, you, you hit your level cap. Yeah, You've got this sweet garrison. What does it work towards at that point?
1: I think it's just kind of whatever you want to do. There's a couple of different things you can do with it. So if you build an inn, then each day a different um, person will kind of show up at your inn, and you can recruit them as a follower. Um, you know, you can use the garrison to get materials towards your profession. And what? Now? What?
2: Yeah, you get so you you can use it to get your profession materials. In fact, it's almost pretty much required to get any useful amount of of profession uh, things. Sometimes, as you you can level your followers up, and you can give them like better gear. And uh, if you get them enough gear, they can start unlocking like even better missions. In which case, they can give you they can do missions to actually potentially get you gear. Yeah. And I haven't haven't I have not had it happen yet. But I know, like, as you kind of do quests out and around the world, there's these specific spots that, like, uh, you'll just fight the, the, the end games, uh bad guys. And if you piss them off enough, eventually they will, like, try to invade your garrison. So you have to, like, fight them off. And depending on how well you do during uh, when fighting them off, you can get, like, uh, more supplies and potentially also gear if you can if you reach, like, a gold rating in, in defending your, your garrison.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, I've already sent followers off. I, it's it's similar to what you guys are talking about with advisors in Dragon Age. I already sent, um, you know, their timed missions for each one. Some of them are like half an hour, some of them are 10 hours long. And you send them off, and they'll either come back with materials, experience for themselves, they'll come back with gold, and every once in a while, they'll come back with an item for you that you can use to um, uh, spawn something relevant to your class. And I think you can also get quests from, I mean, you, you automatically get quests from your garrison. Mm-hmm. And the quests are, um, are pretty good, they're pretty fun, and it's usually just to unlock more places like a farm or a mine. But you can also get, you know, actual quests out into the world that is only possible from the garrison and from building certain buildings. Um, so you know, is, the, is the garrison, like, is it an instance? Is it separate from the entire,
3: or from the rest of the
1: world? Yeah, yeah basically you've got to think of it as player housing. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't
2: like walk through a portal, but like once you walk through a certain part of this zone where your your in your garrison's going to be, it's only phase to you. But you can't actually have your friends join you in a garrison. I I mm-hmm. haven't done it yet, but they they can't join you in yours.
3: I, so it's not that. like I... wow. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Ultima Online, where you just have to find like an open space and set up a house there.
1: Oh yeah, wow. no. it's automatic. Now that'd be
2: way okay. too dope for World of Warcraft.
1: <laughs> they would need a world so,
2: so fucking big. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I would definitely crash the fucking game if they tried or that. Or just
3: do what UO did and make housing unattainable.
1: Oh, but I,
0: I, I, it wasn't. I, that was like my proudest moment ever is when I bought my so. first <laughs> shitty house in Ultima Online.
1: <laughs> I've, um, you know, it, they. I think the one good thing about Blizzard is that they like to learn from other games. So building a garrison feels um, simplified, but similar to building your house in Skyrim.
0: Mm. Oh, okay, like with the... Uh, oh, I can't remember what that expansion was called, but... Hearthstone. Hearth- 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 Hearthfire? Hearthfire. Hearthfire? Hearthhole. Yeah. Hearth- yeah. I don't like Hearthfire because it made my wife walk backwards forever.
1: <laughs> I actually like Hearthfire a lot, but I can also fix any problem that happens with... Because um, I bought it on PC. Yeah, well, aren't you great? I am great. Master Race. <laughs> PC, better than all. Unless you playing Far Cry 4. Okay, because your game, your PC won't run it.
0: Oh, it sounds like it works better than it does on uh, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> anyway, um, next next podcast we're not allowed to. Oh, ne- wait, next podcast is uh, is our Walking Dead extravaganza, right?
1: So yeah. Non-stop boners. And um, there's not too much lo- too much sex that goes on in Walking Dead. There's one, a little bit, but it seriously messes yeah, everyone a- up when it happens. There's a sex. No, there's sex in, in Walking Dead, but it it's really messes everyone sex. up when it happens.
0: Yeah, there is. Like,
1: it really what? fucks things up. He's right. There is one
0: no. There is one sex. There is, there is one, sex. one sex. There's, there's
1: sex. much sex. There I just not remember sex. finding a just sex. And, just it the is. one sex. There's one sex. There's one sex. Guys. And it lets you know the dangers of sex. And the dangers of sex is usually everyone you know could get killed if you have it.
4: Especially basically a PSA.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. There right.
2: was a sex. That's arguably worse.
0: There was a sex, see? <laughs> there was a sex. <laughs> I knew it. Alright,
1: and that's I hear, gotcha. you know, it, talking about sex in World of Warcraft, Blood Elves are getting an ass job, so their butts are going to look much better, and all Blood Elf males, you can see their nipples now. Oh, Now that's five hard-ons. Wait, Really? Yeah. Those are new player models. Oof. I think
2: it's the last one. That was... They're, they're done now. For some reason yeah. blood elves were just delayed.
1: Yeah.
4: those the
2: black but Blood elf Elves nipples
1: on the males yeah. and ass jobs on the females. They have firmer butts, better looking butts. Good. That's you
3: yep. yeah. have big butts? I think you do not want to come back behind them. That's really lie. why I stopped playing.
1: Oh, yeah. so then come back. I mean, it's, <laughs> it sounds like
0: uh, it sounds like the expansion has been a, a huge success for, for Blizzard. I think they were saying that subscription numbers rose like like by a million people or something like that like i i
1: i can tell you in my guild everyone dropped off like through wrath and into mist and we were really dwindling in numbers and every single person is back now that's crazy yeah
0: huh well i still think it's enough to make me try it but uh i don't it is
2: it's five dollars during black friday so for everything up until world uh warlords of draenor just
0: straight from blizzard or yep Wow, what is so five bucks for the whole thing? Five bucks for every
2: expansion except Warlords of Draenor. <laughs>
1: That's a pretty good price. Yeah, they want to bait people into Warlords, and but you know, Warlords is a good coming back point, I think.
0: I guess I might pay that just so I have the option ten, ten <laughs> years ten years <laughs> right. down the
4: line. Right. To pay another five bucks for Warlords.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Something like that. All
1: right. So for the next podcast, you know, for our um, biggest extravaganza, I will buy the December issue of Playboy and let you know how it turns out. Oh. <laughs> Good. Whoa, whoa, don't ruin it for me. <laughs> don't spoil it. No spoilers.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're in New York, so you can actually do that. I don't I don't know if we're going to I'm not sure where to find an issue of Playboy here. Where does one buy a pornographic magazine in Utah? Sometimes bookstores will have them, but they're going to be behind the counter. Mm. So you ask for it. you You
4: you it. You are an adult, my friend. You can
0: ask for it. Yeah, but it's like buying toilet paper. I don't want everybody to know I poop.
2: They're going to give you the biggest stink eye when you ask for it, too.
0: You know, and you got to decide what else to buy with the toilet paper so that it doesn't look like you're buying it to clean up that
1: when you poop it <laughs> out. You really do live from Utah because I don't think anyone has a problem with diet- buying toilet paper in like New you
0: York. Buy, you don't want to buy, like, toilet paper
1: if you buy, to you? and, like, a
0: DiGiorno pizza because <laughs> you're basically just you're just outlining your plans for the night.
3: I'd been, I would like I'd been to one more pornography and some toilet paper. It's just, you're, <laughs> just, you're just
0: you're just <laughs> telling the cashier I'm going to eat this, poop <laughs> it out, and then use this to clean if it you, up. If you if
1: you buy like no one cares about toilet paper. It's it's condoms and it's tampons for guys. If guys buy tampons and they get weird looks.
0: What if you buy them together and you put the condom on the tampon and then you stick <laughs> it up your butt? Oh,
1: well, that that might be a good uh, solution. I'll try that next time.
0: I'd try it in the store.
1: I'll try it next time, um, but only if I get to see Amita's boobies in Far Cry 4. Um, yeah, that might be a
0: promise <laughs> you don't want to make.
1: Oh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're The Enemy Slime. If you're still listening to this, Face- <laughs> Facebook, Facebook is the if same. If some of the
3: things that we have said sound appealing to you.
0: <laughs> F- yeah, Facebook. Us we are We are The Enemy Slime. <laughs> Go follow us there. Shoot us an email. Contact enemieslime.com.
1: If you you want to be the editor of Enemy Slime and get sexy with him.
0: Yeah, we're hiring a podcast editor. (laughs) Uh, If you'd like to come buy toilet paper with us. If you'd like to buy toilet paper and pizza with us, uh, let us know. And uh, yeah, subscribe on iTunes. Check our curator page. I don't know. Just do everything. Just go to Google, type Enemy Slime, and just click everything until it's all purple.
1: And Dong's little fuzzy kitty cat's.
0: All for everything.
1: All right, all right, we're <laughs> out. That's the end. That's the end of that. What's up? What's
5: up?